Hello, I'm Brashawn Shaw, international motivational speaker, business relationship coach, and you are listening to Vision for Change with John Stevenson. Welcome to Vision for Change Radio with John Stevenson. When faith meets information, everything is possible. It takes just one moment to put your life on the road to success and personal fulfillment. You can obtain God's best when you can see your future in your present. Listen in as we share information that will inspire your spirit and empower your soul. Well, praise the Lord. Good morning, family. Welcome to another show, Vision for Change, with yours truly, John Stevenson. And I love you all so very, very much. Uh, today, we are going to, I'm going to talk to you today. Um, we have uh, many guests that come on, and there are times when I feel led of the Lord just to impart something. And so today, you will get me. And I just want to thank all those who have supported the show financially and through your prayers and those who've been a part of the Vision for Change team. I just want to say thank you so very much for being a part of what we do. Hello to all my social media family. Good morning to everybody. If you want to log on and see us live in the studio, you can go to at John serves 24 seven and find me on Twitter, social media, Instagram and Facebook. Well, I want to uh, just get you to think before we get into our DJ soul mix of the day. I want you to think about where you are in your life. You know, um, I come across and I've been there myself where you are really looking at your life and you're wondering, why am I here? Um, we know there's a purpose for our life. We know for some of us that God has a purpose. And some of you may not know that God has a purpose for your life, but he does. But why am I here and what am I to do? And um, you might be working a job that you can't stand. You might be frustrated right now. You might think, OK, am I wasting my time doing what I'm doing? And we want to address that this morning. I want to help you see something a little bit different this morning. But before we get into that, uh, my man, Dwayne Harris, DJ Soul, he serves at our sister station here in Washington, D.C., Praise 104.1. He does the midday mix with Miss Cheryl Jackson. So tune in at 12 noon to Praise 104.1. You definitely want to get a hold of DJ Soul. He's got some excellent mixes and something to get you to thumping, you know, get your blood to moving. So this for us, he's blessed us with so many different mixes. So this is our DJ Soul Mix of the Day. Won't let nobody bother me Ain't nobody 
Everybody praising God, got my heart beating fast like a racing car. It feels so good up in the place. One thing the kings are been to play. Yes, yes, that's my man DJ Soul, Dwayne Harris. You can find him um, on all of it. He's got a website, but you can email him at djsoul73 at gmail.com. But you can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for DJ Soul 73 And he's actually got some things. He put his mixes out every day. So uh, I'm going to tell you right, man. Go ahead and check out some of his mixes. He's got some good things going on. DJ Soul, man, that is my man. Great DJ. And he does even praise services as well. So if you're looking for somebody to, you know, I might be missing a, uh, a a piano keyboard player or whatever i'm telling you what dj soul can come and help that service go to another level that's dj soul 73 amen all right well as i asked before we went into our dj soul mix of the day i'm talking to you today just uh from a perspective of where you are in your life i know uh i come across folks that are, are reaching Reaching for so much, uh, and I used to be there myself when we're looking at uh, what am I supposed to be doing here. And so I've been in multi-level marketing because I'm trying to make money. I have tried different part-time jobs. Uh, I've been to classes, school to do real estate, real estate appraisal, so many different things. I tried because uh, I, I'm, I'm, I was chasing something. One, chasing money. That's number one. Uh, but I don't know if I was necessarily chasing God. So today we're going to talk about what you have. And I'm going to hopefully make some things clear to you about where you are in your life. Uh, because some, just to chase things, you'll look around and you'll get to your later ages and you'll realize I'm tired of running. I'm tired of chasing something. I'm tired of searching for who I am. And I think that if God just opens your eyes, there's a scripture in Second uh, Kings chapter 6. Where they're going against uh, the uh, the garrison and they're in war, and then you know Elijah says, "Man, there's so many more that's against us right now." And then Elijah prays for his servant. That's it was a servant, and Elijah prayed for him, and uh, he opened his eyes, and he was able to see there was more with them than with the garrison. And I'm telling you, if God can open your eyes, and I pray in the name of Jesus that today, as I'm talking to you, He'll begin to open your eyes, and you'll begin to see some things that you haven't seen before. You'll begin begin to have the Holy Ghost reveal some things to you and make some things clear because you don't want to spend time on this earth just wondering where you are, wondering who you are. And so I've got a question on my social media. What's the difference between a call and purpose? And we'll get to that a little bit. Thank you, Ms. Diva. Uh, if you're here and you're listening live um, here in the D.C. area, 240-638-5430 is the telephone number. If you want to call in, we might take some calls today, 240-638-5430. Let me read this scripture. This is 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 from the Amplified Version of the Bible. It says, as each of you has received a gift, a particular spiritual talent, a gracious divine endowment, 
It says, employ it for one another as benefits good trustees of God, God's many-sided grace, faithful stewards of the extreme diverse power and gifts granted to Christians by unmerited favor. And here's what this scripture is saying. Peter is telling us that we have received already a particular spiritual talent, a divine gift. And some of the folks don't know what their gift is. And we're looking for what is my gift? But it says each of us have a gift and it's by God's many-sided grace and we're faithful stewards, uh, according to the Amplified Version, of this gift. And the Bible says in the King James Version that we're supposed to take that gift and we're supposed to serve it. But, you know, how do I know what my gift is? How do I know what my talent is? How do I know what, what that particular gift is? I'll give you a hint. It's what you enjoy doing. Sometimes we think when God calls us and he gives us something to do, we think it's something that's going to be so hard and so much pressure. And, oh, my God, I got to go over to this country. I got to live in this state. And I don't want to do that. Why would he do that? That's not the kind of God that we love and the kind of God we serve. There are things that we don't like to do at times. But nah, God's already equipped you with something that you already like, something that you already enjoy something that's pleasurable to you that's one key to what you're called to do sometimes another key to what you're called to do is the things that get on your nerves that somebody needs to fix this and you can see how it's done I've worked with so many different people that can see something but being a leadership some, most people if you go to a certain church you'll pass it off to a pastor you'll pass it off to a, a leader in a church and say somebody needs to do this and here's some ways that it needs to be done now if God's showing it to you most likely it's probably the, the assignment that you have on your life to do such a thing. And so one of the questions that we had just now on social media was the difference between a call and a purpose. I think they kind of merge together that if God's called you, He's called you according to scripture, according to his purpose. And if you're focused on him, his purpose should be your purpose. Now, again, I don't want you to think when we're talking about God now, we're talking about something in church. We're talking about, well, preachers or I'm supposed to be a singer in the choir. I'm supposed to be an usher. I think those things are getting you in a place to go to where you're supposed to go. And this entire month, we're going to be talking about uh, I've got a book that I've written that we're going to put out in August. Yes, I'm talking about faith. We're going to put out in August called Servanthood. I love I give, I serve. Servanthood to purpose. Servanthood to purpose. And some of the places that you are in your church, you might be going through some things and you might uh, find some challenges serving in ministry. But I'm telling you, if you'll stay faithful, God is taking you someplace and he's trying to lead you someplace. And some of the things that you're doing right now is training ground for what God is ultimately leading you. But you got to be faithful where you are. Let me give you a scripture. This is Saul before he was had his transformation to the Apostle Paul. This is Acts chapter six, verse three through verse nine, Acts chapter nine, excuse me, verse three through six. And says, and he said this when Jesus showed up to him, he said, uh, who art thou, Lord? Lord, who art thou? Who are you? And I think that's one of the one of the questions we need to ask God. Well, who am I and who are you to me, Lord? And most people say, well, I know who the Lord is to me. I know he's my savior. He's my father. Father, I know who that is. That's great. But then to him, to you, that's what he is. He's savior. But now he's going to manifest himself as who you're supposed to be, because if God's working through us, he's going to manifest who you are basically by showing you who he is. I know it might sound a little confusing, but God has manifested himself to me and who I am. He's showing me, OK, I can see teacher. I can see leader. I can see that. And when I read the Bible, I look at Jesus. I can see myself. Think about Luke chapter four. Just the Bible says when Jesus went into the synagogue, he opened the book and found a place in Isaiah. And he said, 
is coming to one that's going to preach, he's going to heal, he's going to do this. He really found himself in the scripture. And when you come in contact with God and who he is and you come in contact with being born again and who Jesus really is, he'll start revealing who you are through him. Yeah, when you have when you have it, he'll start revealing who he is through you. So next question is, and Paul asked this question in verse six, and he's trembling and astonished and said, Lord, what will I have me to do? So two questions I think that everybody should ask in their life. Number one, who am I? And then what are you going to have me to do? Who am I? Why am I here? And then what am I supposed to be doing? And most folks don't generally ask that question. What ends up happening is people end up just jumping and doing things because when we're young, we're told, okay, you got to get your education. You got to go to college so you can get a good job, make good money so you don't struggle. And I just really believe that's just a, a, a wrong way to look at that. I think that those things will take second place to find out who God is in your life. He will reveal to you who you are and then what you're supposed to do. And then all the things that you're looking for, money and purpose. And, and enjoyment will come behind those things. I think we're chasing things in reverse. So we're chasing the money. And I'm not against education. But what if God didn't tell you to go to college and he told you to do something else? See, God is the one that redeems the time. Now, again, I'm not against college. I'm against, I'm, I'm against people pushing college to say you're going to make money because you can make money doing so many different things. There are so many people who out here in our society today that are wealthy and they're billionaires that dropped out of college. So that can't just be the answer. It's got to be more than that for your life. You got to have something bigger in your life than just go to college, become a doctor, become a lawyer. So you can, how many doctors and lawyers have you seen or talked to that are miserable? They're not happy. They can't stand what they do. How many people are not doctors and lawyers that are working jobs that they're just miserable? They can't stand it because I'm here for the money. And here's the deal. When the money runs out, you run out because you're not happy with it anymore because it's not giving me the money. There's more in your life than just chasing that money. And so that's what I want to reveal to you. You know, I found myself some years ago, just give you an account of my life. I worked for uh, a government agency and those who know me and go to my church know they know what that government agency is. And uh, I jumped into that job because that job paid a lot of money. It did. It paid a whole lot of money at the time. I can tell you just back in the mid days, I was making like a 13 five a year. That was nothing. I mean, you hear me? Nothing. I'm, I'm struggling making that. I'm living at home with my mama trying to get it done. And it's just it's a struggle. It is a struggle. So I'm looking for something to make more money because at the point I need more money. I'm needing more money. So the things I'm telling you, I didn't know. So I'm chasing it. And so they had a test to get in this government agency. And I took the test and finally got that job. I got the job and I'm like, thank you, God. So I went from making 13, five a year to almost 30,000 a year. I'm rich. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm rich. Now, this is mid 80s. Now I'm like 19, 20 years old. And so I'm like, first thing that you do, because, you know, the, the thing about if you've never really had anything in life, then you're going to try to get all things you didn't have. So the first thing you do, well, I'm going to get a car. I'm going to get a new car. I'm going to get a new clothes. I'm going to go get an apartment. I'm going to move out from my mama's house and I'm going to do all these different things. And so. When you're not smart and you're not renewed in your mind, you will repeat a cycle 
And that is what we got to watch. We got to watch repeating cycles because now if you never had anything and you've had family who've never had anything, now you're starting to chase things that you never had. So now you get money in your hand. It's, it's the same thing. It's just you see it. people win the lottery and they're broke in about seven, to eight years because they never renewed their mind. They never changed how they thought. So without me changing my thinking, I'm now working this job. First paycheck is huge to me, man. I'm bringing home and I, I don't mind telling my numbers at that particular time. I think it was 280 bucks after paying car insurance to my very first paycheck, like 990 bucks. Folks, that in two weeks, that is crazy to me. And I now I'm starting to do some things that, yeah, you should enjoy yourself, but now I'm wasteful with money. And so after a while, uh, they move me around a job. I'm on night tour, working nights, and I'm hating it. And uh, some other things happen on the job. I get into management, and management was okay. And it's not as what I really want. And I'm, I'm a leader, and I'm kind of fulfilled because I'm helping people. But I'm miserable. And within a, maybe a four to five year span, I have wasted time, wasted money, and now I'm in the same exact place I was four years prior financially because my mind wasn't renewed and I chased money. And so, again, I'm not, listen, I'm a money preacher. I'm going to tell you, God's supposed to make you prosperous, make you rich. I believe that. I believe by faith he can do it. But there's a proper way it's supposed to happen. And I didn't understand it, didn't know it. I didn't have any understanding about it at the time. So now I'm, I'm miserable at this job. I hate this job. I'm in one relationship and I have a, a son and I love my baby boy, but he and my, his mom, we're just not getting along too well. Then I'm in another relationship and I'm in love with this woman. And then I have another son. I married that woman. Amen. And so now I've got two two children, two separate mamas, just in a bad place in my life. And I'm not really happy. I am miserable. And I fall into depression because now the money is low. Now I'm sad on the job. Now I can't stand people. Everything is miserable. I don't want to be on night tour. And it's just a miserable life. And I'm not happy. And so I had Christians on the job, but here's the deal. And this is just a a testament to how you have to be a real Christian. They talk to me about you need Jesus. You need to be born again. Well, I am born again. I was born again years ago, but I've seen too many stupid things in the church that I don't want to go to another, another person's church because uh, the people are, are tricking you and uh, and things are not right. And so now I'm in this black power movement thing. And so I'm listening to some Malcolm X old tapes. And if you're in D.C. and y'all remember the Pyramid Bookstore, going down there, educating myself about who I am, which is a good thing. But I'm not tying it to scripture and who God is because I don't have anybody to teach me. And so now I'm confused. So now am I not? I'm broke. I'm miserable. Hate my job. I'm confused. I don't know where I'm going and I fall into depression. And when I fall into this depression, I'm feeling like, what's the purpose of living? Uh, I'm almost contemplating not even being here, folks, to be honest with you, because it was so hard and stressful. And now, in hindsight, I see I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what my purpose was or what I was here for because I chased the wrong things and my life was miserable. It was affecting my body. I'm bitter. And the Bible says that bitterness is rotten to the bone. So if you're out there listening to me and you watch me here on social media live, you know, sometimes as a result of not knowing who you are and you're getting bitterness, you get pain in your body. That's scriptural. You'll get pain in your body. You don't know what this pain, where's this pain coming from? It's coming because of bitterness. You don't understand that. That's why you got to be joyful and happy and, and laugh and and if you're, if you're looking at your life from where it is, there's nothing to laugh about. So I wasn't laughing. So I remember standing one day in the, in the, in the hallway and um, a friend of mine, uh, James White, 
came to me and he starts to minister to me and he's telling me, hey man, you need to get yourself into church. And I said, man, I haven't heard too many people preach so many things and the Christians are so confusing. Some of them say you, you can listen to Kirk Franklin, he's got good stuff. And the other half are saying Kirk Franklin is just a devil trying to deceive the body of Christ. Come on Christians, we got to do better. We got to do better. We got to get unified as the body of Christ because there's people like me out there needing help and the body of Christ is fighting and doing foolish things and now we can't witness to the people who need it who are dying. So we got to get that right. So they're judging other Christians. Don't go to this church because they don't preach this. Oh, don't do this. Don't do that. And you got a whole bunch of rules. And so now that's even more confusing. So, But he ministered and loved me. And he said, man, you're confused. You're halfway between Christianity and I know you say you're born again and you're halfway through what's going on now in the society with African Americans. And here's what he told me. He says, man, let me tell you something. Let me give you an example. If you were walking down uh, in this field, you saw two hills and one hill had a big tree on it and it had some shade and decent fruit. Would you sit under that tree to get some shade? I said, yes, I would. He said, but if you looked over and saw a bigger tree, a better breeze, uh, more voluptuous fruit and you were wanted to eat some of that juicy fruit, would you sit under that tree? I said, yeah, I go to the better tree. Well, he told me, James White said, well, man, here's the deal. Christianity is that tree. You need to find Christ and let Christ be the one. So I said, okay, uh, man. All right, James, I got you, man. So I went home. I remember saying, God, I need your help. That's all I did. I said, God, I need you to help me. I want to listen to everybody else. And so I remember taking this old Bible that my mother gave me years ago, man, blew the dust off. If you know how we do, we don't have a Bible open, blow the dust off it. And I remember just opening my Bible and it fell open to a Matthew chapter seven. In verse 16, I laid my eyes on that and it said, you will know a tree by its fruit. Now, you all, for me, uh, I know you're more mature in Christ and God might speak to you, give you directions. For me, that was a confirmation of something. I was so excited. I felt like, okay, here's something. It was like a light. It's like God met me with that. Again, I just opened the Bible and there it was. He's talking about a tree. He didn't give me any scriptures and I laid my eyes on that. So I'm like, okay, God, okay. What I need now is I need some kind of church. Somebody's going to teach me something. I want to go where somebody's going to teach me. And all I knew was Dr. Frederick K.C. Price. He taught. He came on Channel 5 here in Washington, D.C. And so I got up every Sunday morning like I was going to church and I listened to Dr. Price and he educated me. And I didn't realize I was doing scripture. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and all things will be added to you. And then if you draw near me, James 4 says, if you draw near to me, then I'll draw near to you. And so, folks, the first thing is you got to make a move towards him. And I had a man of God who drew me towards God. He directed me towards God. And when he directed me towards God, now I'm drawing near to God, not realizing I'm doing the scripture. And then God is trying to draw near to me. So you always got to make the first move. Listen, you forgive that he forgives you. You confess and believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross. Then you'll be saved. He'll come into your life. So it's always you making the first move. And so as I made that move, I, I'm watching Dr. Frederick Casey Price, uh, you know, evidence, evidence. Y'all remember the song if y'all watched him for years. And I said, OK, I need a church. So I'm going to different churches trying to find. Where do I fit? Because I'm seeking where I'm supposed to be, because I know at this point I'm supposed to be at a church and supposed to be getting fed. And at the end of his broadcast, uh, every every week he had, you know, hey, listen, go. You want a word church in your area? Call this number. So I finally called that number. And I said, OK, I'm going to go to this church. It's way out in Prince George's County. Uh, it's in a high school. So I'm going to go to this church. 
And um, the pastor was Pastor Jeffrey Wright. Um, and I took my friends. I had a friend named Ray Lynn. I took my friend Tony. And we went. And every church you go to, they have an invitation. And, you know, so I'm thinking, okay, am I supposed to go to this invitation for being born again or getting your life rededicated back to Christ? And I'm sitting there and I said, okay, Lord, if I'm supposed to be in this invitation at this church, I said it within myself. I said, here's what I need you to do. Let them end everything. Let them close out service and let them give that information again. And if if he does that, then I know you're talking to me. And so uh, they had other people come to the altar. They prayed over those folks, gave announcements, getting ready to close out service. And then the minister said, wait a minute, we can't close service out. I believe the Lord said there's one more person here supposed to be in this altar. Now, again, that's for me. It's a big move for me. Again, I'm not hearing that. I'm going, oh, my God, this is not a coincidence. And I said, "Okay." I asked that. So I figured that was me. I went for it. I was the only one to go forward. People cheered. But then he prayed with me. I rededicated my life back to Christ. And he started prophesying some things over me that I'm actually walking in today. And that was my first move. So if I had to tell you anything, and we're going to go through some things in the next few weeks of of what you're serve, what you're supposed to serve, and your purpose. We'll talk more about this. So don't don't miss me every Monday at eleven thirty. And if you're on Facebook Live, you can go back and listen to this because I want to help you get directed and not move from where you are. Because some of you are probably in the right place. It's just a training ground, and you're trying to give up. Don't give up on your training. So. I'm telling you, as a man of God, God loves you. You seek him and you try to draw near to him and then your steps will be lined up for you. We'll be right back after this message. Hello, this is John Stevenson from the Vision for Change radio show on WYCV 1340 AM. You want to be a part of something great? Join me with John Stevenson Ministries and the Vision for Change radio show. You can be a partner of what we do. You can contact us at info at jsmonline.org. That is jsmonline.org is the website. Or you email me at info at jsmonline.org. If you're interested in a corporate sponsorship, come on and contact me as well. All things are possible. If you can just believe. Hello, this is John. Before I let you go, I just want to give you this scripture. John chapter 14, verse 21. This is Jesus. He said, he that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him. And then here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to manifest myself to him. So if you love God, all you got to do is you keep the commandments, not just the Ten Commandments, whatever Jesus says, go through your Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, do what he says. You love him. That shows you love him. He's going to show up. Go by my website, jsmonline.org. You can sow a seed. You can partner with us, what we do here at Vision for Change. I'm praying that a thousandfold return on everything that you sow. Also, this weekend, I'm going to be celebrating Kevin Crafton's birthday over on True Gospel Tabernacle Baptist Church. I'm hosting this event Sunday, July 8th from 5 p.m. to about 8 p.m. School supplies is the offering. Come join me as I host, celebrate Jesus and celebrate Mr. Crafton. Listen, if you can see the vision, you can be the vision that you see and all things are possible if you can just believe. We'll love you. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. This concludes our message for today. 
We believe your life has been changed through the power of the Word of God and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. For more information, please stop by our website at jsmonline.org. And remember, all things are possible if you can just believe.